You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, what's your stance on the play-in games? Uh, I know Jinx is very against it. Uh, PJ Glasser filling in for Jinx today, I should say. Uh, what do you make of these play-in games? Are you somebody who enjoys watching them, or do you think that they are just eyewash? Uh, you know, I enjoy watching it. I, I don't think more playoff basketball is necessarily a bad thing. And look, at the end of the day, these teams are competing for seven and eight seeds, which they're, and they're not going to probably beat the top two seeds. I've always compared it to kind of like in March Madness when it's the 16s playing in the playing game and your prize is going to get the number one seed. You know, probably not going to win that game, but I think it's cool. It's it's another, it's more playoff games for us to watch, more playoff games for us to bet. And uh, like you said at the top, you know, these games have been pretty good. They've been pretty entertaining. Looking forward to both matchups tonight. So I have no problem with it, and I also think it adds excitement to the end of the regular season, too. Like, instead of eight teams, there are now ten teams that know that they kind of have a chance to get in, and I think that adds the excitement as well. So I'm I'm for it. I, I've liked it. I think I'm for it as well because I'm all for playoff games that actually deliver some sort of urgency because that's what we've seen in the play-in games. Even if they're not teams you're interested in, maybe you find a way to be interested because there's only two games, you know, uh, per night in the NBA, in the play-in action. So it's like, all right, well, this baseball game's kind of long, so maybe we'll flip it over to the NBA play-in game. Oh, my goodness, the Bulls are making a run. What a comeback. So we've had some great games. I'm all for it. I think it's a great way to get some of these other teams maybe motivated to play for the playoffs as opposed to just tanking because that's been a problem even for teams that are eligible for the play-in games. Uh, But we did the play-in games in depth earlier on the show, and if you ever miss any of the segments here, you can always search the podcast. Just search The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcast. We have full previews on the play-in. We've got the baseball slate. So in this segment, we'll do the first round uh, matchups in the NBA where these games actually count towards stats and towards, you know, whatever uh, in the NBA. So let's start with the Sixers and the Nets. Uh, This one is the Sixers laying eight and a half in the first game. And I know they're huge favorites to win this series. Total 214 and a half for this first game. And that total has already dropped a point from 215 and a half. PJ, what are you betting in this series, whether it's a series bet or a first game wager or just a storyline that you're interested to see? So I love the Nets plus eight and a half in game one. I'm also going to take them on the money line as well, plus 275. This is the first game of the playoffs tomorrow, Chelsea. One o'clock, first game out, and it would just be so Philadelphia. 
to lose this game one. And I think the Nets are going to be ready to go. I think they're going to play well in this game. Another bet I also love is for Nets to win game one and the Sixers to win the series is plus 500. So if you don't want to take the Nets money line tomorrow at plus 275 and instead you want to take them to win game one and the Sixers to win the series, I also think that is an excellent bet. I do not think the Nets are going to win this series, but I think there's a very good chance that they're going to win game one. Chelsea, you look at all these game ones, like, you know, the Nets Sixers spread is eight and a half, Boston, Atlanta, Phoenix, LA. Like there, there are some high spreads and depending on who the Nuggets and the Bucks are going to get, those are going to be some spreads around there too. Yet you figure like one of those teams probably upsets in game one. Somebody plays one of the favorites tight. I think that team could be the Nets. So I uh, I really like that eight and a half. I like the money line, and uh, I I expect them to play well in game one against Philly, but I like Philly to win the series. I do think eight and a half is a very high number for a playoff game because what's the motivation for the Sixers to blow out the Nets? Like, if they're cruising, like, are they really going to try to secure, you know, a 10-point lead at the end? I don't think so. But the question I have is, how big of a mismatch is it going to be down low when you have Joel Embiid, Facing off with Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton is somebody who has very much improved this year. He has been a great moneymaker if you play him in the props market. But still, Joel Embiid defensively is very tough to go against. And the other thing I think I would look at is how they're calling the fouls. Because Philadelphia is one of those teams that's the best at getting to the line and also a very good free throw shooting team. So if they're, you know, calling fouls early and often, this is probably going to be a runaway win for the Sixers, but I'm not sure how that's going to go. That's something maybe you wait and monitor and live bet, but still eight and a half, it just feels like a huge number here, doesn't it? It does. Too many points. I I agree with you. And again, I I think Philly wins the series. I think they're the better team, but for game one of a playoff series, when all the pressure is on you, Brooklyn, they're playing with house money, and a lot of the times for the road team, game one is the game to get. So I, yeah, think it's too many points, like Brooklyn with the points. I wouldn't be shocked if the Sixers win, but like I said, I think it comes back to the points for me, and also the fact that we have seen underdogs been really profitable so far in the playoffs. And I know the play-in, like I said, does not count towards stats or anything in the NBA. It's just in, like, purgatory. I'm not sure what they're doing with that. But still, underdogs have gone 4-0 against the spread and 3-1 and straight up so far in the NBA postseason. So maybe another case of too many points. Uh, let's go to the Celtics and the Hawks, where another big spread in this one in Game 1, it's Boston minus 9.5 and a total of 230 and a half. The first thing I thought about in this game was that the Celtics love sleepwalking in games like this during the regular season. Do you think this is a different case because it's the postseason, because they've had some time to recover and, you know, get their minds right? Or do you think that it's another case of Boston kind of letting the other team hang around? I think in the first half, there's a very good chance they could let Atlanta hang around. That's where I'm looking. I like the Hawks plus five and a half in the first half. 
think they're going to ride that momentum from the Heat game. They're going to take it into the first, second quarter. How many times have we seen in sports where a team plays like a play-in game or they've kind of been in play-in, playoff mode trying to like survive the regular season, get into the playoffs, and they just continue to ride the momentum? Boston's been really in cruise control. They know they've, they're going to be a top-two seed in the East since like November. So I think the Hawks jump on them early. I like Hawks first half plus five and a half. Then I think Boston figures some things out, and maybe it's a sweat for people who are betting this nine and a half number. But uh, give me Hawks first half, Chelsea. I think they can cover that five and a hook. What do we expect from Trey Young in this game? Because usually as Trey goes, the Hawks go, and maybe that's not necessarily entirely accurate every single game, but still, he is their star player, and usually in the postseason, you've got to find a way to limit the opposing star player. I would imagine that Marcus Smart probably is going to be playing some pretty physical and tight defense on Trey Young here, but do you think he can be the X factor that helps the Hawks stay in this game? It's going to have to be. I mean, like you mentioned, the the Hawks seem to go as Trey Young goes. Point guard is so important in playoff basketball because the Mm -hmm. ball's in their hands a lot of the times, and they're making so many decisions Remember the run Trey Trey Young and the Hawks went on when they made the Eastern Conference Final, how great he was against the Knicks, and then how good he was against the Sixers. Last year, he was not good in the postseason, and the Hawks had an early exit. So it's it's all going to be about Trey Young and how good he is not only in this game but in this series. I'm just taking first half, and I, I really don't have any strong thoughts on this series. Boston's probably going to sweep them or they're going to win in five games. I don't expect Atlanta to put put up much of a fight, but uh, I think they can get off to a hot start in game one. Yeah, I might take the nine and a half in the full game because it is a big spread. And also the other X factor, I think Quinn Snyder is doing a great job of coaching the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, You've seen, I don't know if you saw some of the, the video clips of him like facilitating plays from the sidelines. Like, he's somebody who has been there, done that in the postseason with teams who have not had the caliber of player that the opposition has had because he was a longtime coach for the Utah Jazz. So maybe that makes a difference here, especially since the thermometer on the new Celtics coach is not super hot uh, as far as, like, coaching X's and O's. So we'll see if that plays a role in this series, at least maybe in the first game. All right, let's go to, I think, probably the most physical of these series. We've got the Knicks squaring off with the Cavs. The Cavs minus 225 on the money line in game one and also laying five and a half. Total 214 and a half, which is expected because like I said, I think it's going to be physical. I think this is going to be a defensive-minded series. Uh, What do you think? Who do you see as taking the upper hand here? Because honestly, I could probably make a case for both sides. No, I completely agree, and that's why I like the under in game one. I think I'm going to like the under a lot in this series. Cleveland, best defense in the NBA, as we know, and the Knicks don't mind playing at a slow pace. They have a bunch of players who can score in the half court. Randall, Brunson, Manuel quickly has been awesome for them. Ever since they traded for Josh Hart, obviously, they've been playing good basketball. And then Cleveland. I mean, the way Donovan Mitchell's been scoring for the Cavs this season, they've he's been amazing. I don't have a feel on, like, the spread or how far this series is going to go. I think a lot of people expect this series to go six games, might even go the distance to the full seven. I like the under in game one. I have a feeling I'm going to be betting the under a lot in this series. 
Outside of that, though, Chelsea, there's really nothing that there's really nothing I want to bet. When the Knicks played the Hawks a couple of years ago, I liked the Knicks a lot in that series. Hawks were the way better team. And I just feel like a matchup like this, we all might come into this series all thinking that Cleveland is the better team. And then it wouldn't surprise me after like the first game or the second game, we're all kind of like, no, the Knicks are the better team. So we'll see what happens. But both teams very good on defense, especially Cleveland. So I, uh, I'm going to take the under in game one. Do you think trends from the regular season can carry over to the postseason? Because the one that's been super hot for the New York Knicks has been the Knicks in the first half. The most profitable team in the first half. They get off to these blistering hot starts. They went 50-30-2 and 30 and two against the spread, which is the best mark in the NBA. And so is that something that is a viable angle here, or do you think it's different when we're talking about postseason games? I think it depends on the trend. I think for something like first half, you know, because they're coached by Tibbs as well, I think they're, they're ready to go from the start at a lot of games. But in a playoff game, especially when you're on the road, everybody's going to be fired up. Everybody's going to be ready to go. I guess unless you're the Miami Heat from the other night against the Hawks. But you should be ready to go. Uh, I think it's an interesting note, and I think it's a great point you bring up. But I, uh, I'm, I'm not touching. I'm not touching that. I just like the under in this game. The spread could go either way. I think five and a half is about right. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a stay away for me on the spread in the first half. All right, let's go to what I think is probably the most interesting series matchup in the first round. And that's Golden State squaring off with Sacramento. We've got the oh, Kings yeah. favorites in game one. But yet the Warriors are big series favorites to come out of this uh, series. Total super high, 238 and a half, which we have come to expect from Kings games. Uh, what's your read on game one? Because it feels a little odd, like I said, that the Kings are favored in game one, but yet not favored to win the series. Of all the game ones, Chelsea, this one is my favorite bet. I love the Kings in the first quarter on the money line. 16 years they have waited to see playoff basketball in Sacramento. They're getting game one at their place against the defending champs. I expect them to come out so fired up, so ready to go. That crowd is going to be ballistic. So I like the Kings in the first quarter. But because of the Warriors' championship experience, because of their pedigree, I think they're going to withstand all that. They're going to let the Kings, you know, go on their run, go on their flurry. And then I kind of think they... They kind of, you know, withdraw. They kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They basically just, you know, they wear them down towards the end of the game. So mm -hmm. I would lean towards the Warriors to win, but I like the Kings in the first quarter, minus 110. That's probably my favorite play of game one. It's crazy to see a total this high, 238 and a half. Uh, I would kind of lean the over because the Warriors don't mind playing at a pace like that. But yeah, Kings first quarter, I am all about it in this matchup. And then back to if we think regular season trends matter, the one that hits you right in the face, if you look at the trends during the regular season, is the Warriors and how bad they've been away from home. Just 11 and 30 straight up uh, away from home, you know, which is a stark contrast to going 33 and 8 uh, within the confines of their own place. Do you think this continues throughout the postseason? Because if it does, uh, it could be a problem. It could be. It could be. I, I I just don't think so just because they've been so – we've seen them do it so many times in the playoffs, and I know it's been a big issue for them this year, 
but I'm just relying on their experience and that backcourt of Steph and Clay to find them a way to uh, to get it done. A lot of people like the Kings to win this series, think they're going to pull the upset. I just can't get there. I like the Warriors to win the series. Uh, just, just too much championship DNA on that team. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.